Taiwan will extend its level 3 COVID alert for another two weeks until June 28th. The alert, which was originally to expire June 14th, carries rules like mandatory mask wearing outside the home. Also on Monday, the Education Ministry said that all schools will stay shut through to the end of the semester. College entrance exams will be postponed to July 28th to 30th, affecting 41,000 students. As of yesterday, a total of 430 students have contracted COVID-19. To lower the risk involved with gatherings, we're keeping schools closed at all levels across the country, including public and private kindergartens and cram schools, until the end of the semester on July 2nd. After that, students will go straight into summer vacation. As for the college entrance exams originally scheduled for July 3rd to 5th, following an overall assessment of the epidemic, we have decided to postpone the exams to July 28th to 30th. When planning for the postponed exams, we will adopt the highest standards, for example, by reducing the number of people allowed in each room, halving it to 20 test takers per room to allow at least 1.5 meters of social distancing. In addition, I want to thank the Central Epidemic Command Center for giving vaccine priority to examination personnel. The Central Epidemic Command Center announced 211 new local cases on Monday. But while it represented the lowest number in three weeks, the health minister said it may be due to reduced test capacity or testing turnout on weekends. He urged the public to stay resolved to tackle the epidemic, even if the numbers look encouraging. Taiwan reported another 26 COVID-related deaths on Monday. Three of the people who died had developed symptoms only three days prior. Another three were asymptomatic when they tested positive. The new deaths reported took Taiwan's total to 286 and the overall COVID mortality rate to 2.4%, higher than the global average of 2.15%. To bring the death rate lower, health authorities have announced measures such as stockpiling remdesivir. Remdesivir works by blocking one of the key enzymes of the coronavirus, which is needed to replicate the virus's genetic material. This in turn prevents the virus from multiplying, making it a drug that may help patients with severe symptoms. So far, Taiwan has registered 286 COVID deaths for a mortality rate of 2.4%. That's higher than the world average of 2.15%. Experts say that old age and chronic illnesses are factors at play. If you only look at the death rate of patients 60 and older, the death rate is even higher. It is clear that our medical capacity is becoming somewhat exhausted. Look at how many people are dying in their homes. The CCC has announced four measures to try to bring down the mortality rate. Of course, we have to try to bring the death rate down. On the preventative front, we of course want to make the vaccines available to older adults once frontline medical workers have mostly been vaccinated. The second strategy is to bolster our defenses by buying monoclonal antibodies for patients with mild and moderate symptoms to prevent severe symptoms. Thirdly, we are stocking up remdesivir to give patients with severe symptoms the best medical treatment. Fourth, we've also asked experts to convene discussions and review policies to see whether there are ways to provide better care. There are several foreign firms whose monoclonal antibody treatments have already obtained EUA from the US FDA. There is evidence that shows that administering these in the early stages can reduce the severity of symptoms and the need for hospitalization.
Monoclonal antibodies are most effective injected early on, when a patient starts developing symptoms. And prioritizing older adults would be the correct way to act, as older patients can often develop severe symptoms. As of Sunday, there were 264 COVID patients on respirators and two on extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. The CECC has also announced a purchase of 200 high-flow nasal cannula devices, which are as effective as ventilators, to increase oxygen supply to patients. Taiwan reservoirs have collected 375 million tons of water from two plum rain fronts in as many weeks. One day after water cuts were lifted in Miaoli, Taichung and northern Jianghua, there's good news for residents of Nantou and Kaohsiung. For the areas of Nantou and Kaohsiung, we're removing the yellow alert, which entails reduced water pressure. These areas will be brought back to a blue alert, which represents normal water conditions. In Yunlin and Zhanghua, the alert will be eased from yellow to green, which warns of a possible water shortage. If another round of rain of this scale falls over our catchment areas, the drought will be greatly relieved, and the entire country will be brought back to normal. Although recent rains have gone a long way to easing the drought, there are still 13 reservoirs below half capacity. Five of them are below 30% capacity. The Central Weather Bureau warns that the chance of rainfall will drop after mid-June. As before, the public is urged to conserve water. Asia's largest computer expo, Computex Taipei, is in full swing, all on the web. Amid the pandemic, all events have been moved online, but that hasn't dampened participation. This year, the show's tech startup exhibition, InnoVex, has attracted more than 350 companies from around the world. The landmark tech event will be open online until June 30th. This year's edition of Computex Taipei has gone completely online amid the pandemic. To keep conference goers invested, Taitra has launched a website for visitors to access forums and events and even a virtual exhibition hall. The platform is powered by artificial intelligence and automation technology, making product information viewable in real time. As part of Computex, InnoVex has also gone virtual this year, showcasing startups with innovative tech applications from all over the world. This year. Computex continues to build technology ecosystems with our global partners. After going through a year of pandemic, we know how important technology is in our daily lives. Trying to stay connected for work, study and entertainment. Computex activities will include an online exhibition called Computex Virtual, Computex CEO Keynote, Computex Forum and InnoVex Forum and online matchmaking conferences. This COVID-19 has proven now more than ever the essential role technology plays in changing and helping the lives of people in many different ways. During the pandemic, Asus, Intel and VC cooperated with Taipei City Herping Hospital to implement an intelligent mobile medical project which provides doctors nurses and other healthcare professionals with access to safe, efficient and powerful diagnostic, monitoring and support tools 
in isolated rooms, both in existing healthcare setting and remotely. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger said his company was working with Taiwan to eliminate supply chain bottlenecks. If the past year has taught us anything, it's that the entire supply chain needs to rise to the occasion to ensure no individual bottlenecks limit growth for the industry. The Taiwan ecosystem has already been playing a critical role in addressing today's challenges. We are working closely with our ODM, OEM, Foundry, Assembly, and test partners in Taiwan to make sure we are collectively investing in the right areas to eliminate future supply chain bottlenecks. As one of the largest tech shows in the world, Computex is going ahead despite the pandemic. Amid high sky demand for tech innovations, businesses are getting ready to take their products one step further for the future post-pandemic world. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Lu Botong in Taipei. The Ministry of Labor's website was overwhelmed on Monday as thousands of people tried to apply for a COVID bailout. Website traffic was so heavy that many users were locked out of the application system and told that they had to wait longer than a day to access it. Roughly 850,000 people are eligible for the bailout program, which gives up to 30,000 NT to workers who are self-employed or who don't have a fixed employer. Some eligible people received an automatic payment in their bank account last Friday. These people who applied successfully for a similar government bailout last year. All other eligible people will have to apply for it online between now and July 5th. Taipei City has tightened entry restrictions at traditional markets and supermarkets to reduce crowding. Starting Monday, people whose ID number ends in an odd number will be asked to shop Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. Those with an ID that ends in an even number can shop Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. For now, compliance is voluntary on weekdays, with ID checks to be performed only on the weekend. On Monday, Taipei Markets launched new entry regulations based on the last digit of the shopper's ID. But few on the street knew of the new policy. Just a few weeks ago, traditional markets were packed with people, raising concerns over widespread contagion. On Sunday, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe announced a measure adopted one week earlier in Jilong and Kaohsiung. On Saturday, people whose ID number ends in an even number will be allowed in. On Sunday, it's people with an odd number. From Monday to Friday, compliance will be left up to people. But on Saturday and Sunday, when there are indeed more people, there will be ID checks. We have to use manpower where it's needed. The even-odd entry restriction applies to traditional markets, wholesale markets and supermarkets. From Monday to Friday, shoppers will be on the honor system and ID checks will be performed on weekends and national holidays. Saturdays are reserved for even numbers and Sundays for odd. At the entrance of this U.S. wholesale market, employees chant reminders to observe public health guidelines. Outside, it's a long line of shoppers. We decided to do our shopping early ahead of the Dragon Boat Festival, by enough to last. We didn't want to come out during the festival with lots of people, so we came early. There are usually fewer people on Mondays, but today there were lots. We need stuff for our house, it's unavoidable. Under these circumstances, if you can buy it, you buy it. If you can't, then you go home. We're asking the government for help. 
After all, we are not law enforcement or police officers, so we can't truly enforce the ID check policy, but we intend to comply with the spirit of the rule. Retailers say they don't have the authority to enforce the law and have no right to demand access to shoppers' national ID. They say that for now, they can only give warnings and ask that shoppers do their part for Taiwan's COVID fight. COVID-19 tests in the workplace? That's right, one national bank has gone above and beyond to keep the office virus-free. Working with a hospital, the bank is offering rapid COVID screening at its corporate headquarters in Taipei. Up to 10,000 employees can get tested at the site every month on a strictly voluntary basis. At Fubon Financial Holdings, all the employees who can do so are now working from home. The rest have staggered work schedules and visitors are banned from entering the premises. Fubon has also got its own COVID testing station. This test site has been unveiled to the public for the first time. There's a spacious waiting room for those getting tested. Another area is reserved for people waiting for their results. Precautions are in place to ensure social distancing at all times. There's also space for individuals to self-isolate. Step into the registration area and you'll find dividers everywhere. The rapid test site is mainly for the use of employees and has a capacity of 10,000 tests a month. The company plans to have the site set up for at least three months, depending on how the pandemic unfolds. There are two medical professionals who can test between 30 and 40 people every hour. So if they work eight hours, about 500 employees can get a rapid test every day. The test center is fully equipped and has two on-site medical workers. Through a partnership with Furen Catholic University Hospital, Fubon also has quick access to PCR tests. Employees who get a positive on a rapid test will be managed as per established procedure. After the case is reported, the patient will be sent in a specially designated taxi to the hospital or to other cooperating hospitals for a PCR test. Those who test negative in the rapid test can continue as normal, monitoring their health. It will mainly be for employees who are at a higher risk due to the requirements of their operations. They also have to be willing to receive the test, so we're not forcing anyone to get tested. For a test site, you must absolutely plan things out. We'll have diversion measures in place. After making an appointment, employees will go in at a given time to get the rapid test. Fubon now has a rapid test site of its own. Meanwhile, amid the growing outbreak in Taiwan, Cathay Financial Holdings is working with Cathay General Hospital to get tests for staff. Companies in the finance sector are getting ready to fight COVID to keep employees safe and operations running. The local COVID surge has drastically altered Taiwan's eating habits. With dine-in services banned at all restaurants nationwide, home cooking is enjoying a renaissance. But less than a month into the outbreak, the work of meal prep is catching up with newly minted chefs. Many are running out of ideas and can't wait to be able to eat out again. Two big bags of frozen dumplings. It's ready-to-cook fare that's appeared in many Taiwan households since the level 3 COVID alert. 26-year-old Ms. Wu keeps her apartment stocked with essentials like chicken breast, unsweetened soy milk and the mighty all-purpose egg. Especially in a pandemic, she's determined to eat healthy. Since the level 3 alert was issued, I've been at home working from home. It's been more than two weeks now. Washing dishes can be a bit of a bother, but what's most bothersome is running out of ingredients. I'm trying to avoid going out, but I don't know what to cook. I've cooked so much already, I don't know what to cook next. 
Many can share her pain. Fending for themselves in the kitchen, beginner cooks are running out of ideas and are scouring the internet for recipes. To save the nation from COVID, they're trying every trick in the book to keep themselves fed. If I order delivery, I have to pay a delivery fee. But since I have a housemate, we can order together and share the delivery fee. Besides firing up the stove, many are buying bentos and storing them in the freezer. Ordering delivery is quick and easy and offers the greatest diversity of choice. Some choose to get meals for takeout, although that requires a trip out of doors. Meanwhile, the internet has exploded with viral cooking videos. Amid the pandemic, YouTubers have shared their kitchen escapades, fueling increased interest in home cooking. Experts see a big business opportunity behind the boom. During this time, stay-at-home moms may need to look over the children's homework. They're able to get boxes of groceries or frozen foodstuffs delivered straight to the home. They're ordering these products at a greater frequency. As for people in the lower middle class, they might want products in individual portions. Products like prepared frozen food, that's a good choice for them. The pandemic presses on, measured meal by meal. For Taiwanese tired of pondering each dish, COVID restrictions can't live soon enough. Members of the public in Kaohsiung have banded together to donate Matsu goddess cakes to frontline workers. The organizers of the project collected tens of thousands of dollars to fund sweet treats for frontline workers at dozens of locations across Taiwan. Cake dough and eggs are mixed together and poured into molds, coming out golden and crispy. Finally, they're decorated with a cutesy Matsu goddess pattern. These cakes are not for sale. They're gifts for frontline medical workers. We're going to send all these cakes to 20 medical centers, police stations and fire departments across Taiwan. A group of friends got together to raise funds for these cakes. We worked through the night to make them. A group of Kaohsiung friends collected over 80,000 NT from 60-plus donors to fund these little Matsu confections. The baker is a member of the group, too. The first batch was sent to Yuan's General Hospital in Kaohsiung to a grateful reception. Thank you for sending us these little Matsu goddess cakes and encouraging us. Thank you. Seeing medical workers struggling day and night, we just made a tiny effort to make these cakes. We hope that everyone who eats them will stay safe and keep well. The cakes are full of blessings and prayers to the Matsu goddess. The donors hope essential workers across the country will get a boost from their cake break.